0: Hey, welcome. It's good to see you all. Is it all right if we pray? Can you stand and pray with me? Is that okay? Cool.
1: Um, I'll be sharing about the name of God, and, and so I'm going to ask God and ask you to ask God for yourself to reveal something to you from on and in and of his name.
0: So let's, let's all pray. Thank you, Lord. God, you are good. God, we thank you that you are real. You are
1: at work. You are active in our lives. And we come to you today. We ask you to
0: speak. Speak from your word. Speak through our our brothers and sisters. Speak to us about
1: who you are, who you reveal yourself to be by your name. Lord, let them touch a chord. Let them call out the passions and the gifts that you've and the the intricate uniqueness you've given each of us on our lives lord let them call out a bigger understanding of who you are let the names of god
0: call out to us to follow to walk with you to journey with you to grow with you and lord we ask this according to your son's great name Amen. Amen. All right. So, I've told you what I'm doing. Are you ready? Good. Good. All right. Some names of God. Now, I've
1: spoken before about the names from the Old Testament. Um, This was a a series of studying that I did um, way back when, way back when, in the While I was in Papua New Guinea in 2007, doing a six-month world missions course, I learned a little bit about some of the names of God. And then we were, as male students, were stuck on security overnight. And it was annoying because (laughs) life was hard. Every morning we were up at 5 a.m. for prayer meetings, and if we were three minutes late, that was problem our names were recorded except for sundays sundays we were up at 4am because we had to go and set up 800 plastic chairs for church um, so then to have to back up and do security in the middle of the night as well for a couple of hours you know you would do the 9 till 11 shift the 11 till 1am the 1am till 3. my favorite was 3 to 5 because if you did that shift you got you were you were allowed to go back to bed you you were allowed to miss the first section of the morning anyway it was annoying because everything was – it was a discipleship time. It was a, a cooker, pressure cooker kind of time in our lives, which is good for building character. But it frustrated me that we weren't allowed to sit there and listen to music because we literally needed to have ears out for movements. And there were people that came in with nefarious reasons into the property or people coming in trying to escape a beating by the police or whatever else might be going on at the time. And we weren't allowed to read, but we had to be up and awake and keep ourselves awake somehow. So anyway, I was a bit slow. It took me about three months to realise that the staff in the school had designed this as well as being, fulfilling the practical need of actually doing security to, act, to just be a personal prayer time as well. So long and short of it, I got praying through some of the names of God from the Old Testament, and that through going by just going through them and just thanking God for who He is and for what He's done, it slowly started to speak to me. slowly started to help me realize it. About it now, I've spoken about them before, I have, and I'm not going to go into some of the you know, many, many names of God in the Old Testament today, but I want to focus
0: on a few from the New Testament. So, I'm going to kick off with theos, which is actually an Aramaic word, meaning Lord. Lord is not a term we use in our society. We don't walk in and...
1: I might actually try this one day, if you don't know I work here at Verity. I might walk in and greet my principal and say, good morning, Lord, and and see what he says to that. I'm sure he'll be quite shocked because we don't talk about our bosses as our lords, do we? We don't live in a kingdom that has a king and a, a lord. We're not English insofar as our members of parliament or the house of lords. But the Bible describes God as our actual boss, as our lord. As somebody to be obeyed and to be followed. Um, but the New Testament uses two particular words. It uses the, the Aramaic, which is theos, which is a, a carryover from the Old Testament, but it also uses the Greek translation of that, which is uh,
0: kyrios. So we've got theos and kyrios, which both mean Lord. The thing about kyrios is that it's a very personal word and that highlights the fact for us that our lord is personal. we're not we're not like the people of the commonwealth
1: that the only way we've ever known the queen is by the photo that's on the wall for those of you who have lived in a time or visited the right sort of buildings that we're everybody every RSL hall, every school hall, had the, fo- the mandatory photo of the Queen somewhere in the building. We know our Lord personally, and, and that's an important distinction to make. But it not only is that a possible thing, it's an invitation,
0: and it's a, a, a really important thing. The second one is Pater, P-A-T-E-R, which, like what? Father. Father. The New Testament, Jesus calls us to pray to our Father who is in heaven. Jesus personally talks
1: about his Father and extends that to the disciples.
0: And that, again, is a really wonderful image, a really wonderful picture. The Father... Image of God and the father name of God is to be a provider, it's to be a, a carer, a, look, a looker after us. Uh, and we can't underestimate the gravity of that. The third, again, in the Greek New Testament, the word that is used is the Aramaic Abba. Abba also means father but
1: again just to reiterate same as kurios meaning
0: lord abba is a personal word abba was not a word from the language that the bible was written in
1: the new testament was written in in greek but it was one of those words that they felt that was too important in aramaic that they couldn't they wanted to keep the original word and then they, every time it's used, the three
0: times "Abba" is used in the New Testament, it is then explained, and, and that's a really interesting thing. That um, it's so unique that they
1: went, no, let's keep this. "why," "Abba" probably best translates "father," as I said, but it's probably more accurate, accurate to say "Dada." Because it was, mnemonically, the first syllables a baby would say when referring
0: to their father. It was that kind of highly intimate name for God. That kind of highly intimate and um, personal name that a baby would cry out. When they want something, normally, mine's good at it. when he's got a dirty nappy, <laughs> or uh, when he's got
1: a. Why isn't mum easier to say? Seriously, why does he go with daddy, dad first? Because it seems to be that he, he's calling to me when he wants something, and I have to go. Well, okay, what am I going to do with this? Hey, Amy, it's your turn. Hang on,
0: no, he's calling your name. It's your turn. Oh, okay. You know, these are these are it's an intimate thing. Mark chapter fourteen, verse thirty six.
1: Jesus speaking. Abba, Father, he said, Everything is possible for you. And this is Jesus crying out to his dad to say, if there's another way, take this cup away from me. Romans 8:15 The spirit you have received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again rather the spirit you received brought about your adoption to
0: sonship and by him we can cry abba dada Abba father beautiful
1: images so the other thing just to comment about those three lord father dada each in the New Testament is very interesting because the writers are trying to reiterate something that we as casual readers or not from the culture or the time don't really pick up, in that by using these specific terms, they are very much highlighting that the God of the New Testament is the God of the Old Testament. These were key terms in the Old Testament. Each of them held a great and significant place and they are strategically and deliberately included in the New Testament to show us that this God is the same God. And and again, in our reasonably monotheistic, mostly Christianized culture, we go, yeah, whatever.
0: But that simple fact
1: throughout history has meant big things for the church as and other world religions have been, as they've grappled with who this Christian God is. Now,
0: for the next one, I want, I'm going to invite Natasha up, um, who I get to work with and share an office with, which has been awesome,
1: although maybe not next year, um, but again, the term is I am. Natasha, come and share with us. Um, just how this term has spoken to you.
2: So the term I am, I just find it so personal. And we see in the Old Testament and we see in the New Testament. Um, you know, so like in the Old Testament, God's literally saying, just say that I am sent you. Because there's no words. He can't even describe himself. Like that's how I feel. Is that you know, he's he's that amazing and that all powerful that if he just says I am, people just know, right? Like, can you imagine being that sure of yourself to go, my name is I am? Like that's just mind blowing. And then Teresa chose a song this morning, talking about how we are who God says we are. I am because of what God says I am. So it's this, so, and I just, I just love that because God says that, we're, God says he's I am. And then he says that we are who he says we are. So there's this profound two part nature to this. And then this is really, so obviously being a musician, I react really strongly to different music. So I love that song, Who You Say I Am. Love it. Have it on repeat. Um, But there's this song by David Crowder. And the chorus or the bridge says, um, um, I am holding on to you. I am, you know, and it's just this I am, I am, I am. And because, again, we are who God says we are. So to do that, and we know that we're supposed to be like Christ. So I am because... I'm following the great I am because I'm holding on to him and I'm choosing to follow him. I mean, even just the a bridge of who you say I am, I am chosen. I'm forgiven. Like, it's just, ugh, like, I get teary thinking about it because I am, the great I am, has chosen us to be like him. So we're like little miniature versions of I am. Like, how amazing is that? It's just great.
1: Thank you. Yeah, it's that's right. It is just absolutely awesome. In John 8:58 Jesus said to them, "Truly, truly,
0: I say to you, before Abraham was, I am." Kind of big. Kind of big. Number five, the king of kings. And in this, we
1: see the proper place of how big and how great and how wonderful our God is. Revelation 17, verse 14. These will wage war against the lamb, and the lamb will overcome them because he is Lord, Lord of lords and king of kings, and those who are called and
0: with him are those who are called and chosen. And faithful. we're on his side we're with him
1: in this and he is the king of kings and the lord of lords and again i've mentioned the commonwealth and the, the queen and and these sorts of things but again just a couple of things about a king they are above all positions there is no higher authority in a governmental structure that is a true monarchy they get to
0: be the the backstop the Yeah. In a in a not in a democratic monarchy like we have, but in a true monarchy, the king says it happens. But the king is also the one responsible for the challenges, the worries, the frustrations, the complaints of every one of their subjects. The king's throne room is where you went for justice. It's where you went
1: for adjudication on, on any
0: sort of thing of importance. It was the king's responsibility to protect and to lead. The king automatically became the chief
1: health, health officer, the chief of the army, the chief of every other area that might possibly
0: need a chief. And so for God to be the King of Kings is, again, wonderful. These,
1: these, this little triplet, are some of the great titles of who God is. The Great I Am, the King of Kings, and, and the third I want to, in this part, I want Vicky to come and just share with us just briefly about the Alpha and Omega. And how that's helped her. And I've asked these guys to do this because, again, it, it's about a personalising. And there might be one of the names that we go through this morning that you connect with most. And if that helps you grow and understand who God is, awesome. Thanks, Vicky. Why has the Alpha and Omega helped you?
3: Some, this name of God, um, Jesus actually. Calls himself this three times in Revelation. Um, he says, "I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end." I just love its poetry and the power in it. Um, it's it's huge. Saying that um, we can't comprehend it. Um, Jesus actually created time. Just have a think about that. We 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 can't comprehend. Um, I love it that it, it it's at the beginning of the Bible. It's in the middle and the end. Um, in Genesis, of course, it starts with in the beginning. God, and God there is the three. God created. Um, he made us humans in, in his image, and we have a spirit, and we comp- we know that there's eternity, which is amazing. You know we are so special compared to the other creations, the other animals, um, because we he breathed his spirit into into us, and so we know that there is eternity. Ecclesiastes three eleven says God has set eternity in the human heart. That's so special. Mm. Um, in John, starts of course John one one in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god and through him all things were made and then in revelation so we've gone beginning of the bible new testament and now to the end of the end of the bible in revelation and jesus says i am the alpha and the omega the first and the last the beginning and the end and the end is getting near Um, The major signpost was um, Israel rebirthed after 2,000 years um, fulfilling biblical prophecy. Um, Israel in 1948 became a nation in one day. That's God. Jesus is the creator of the universe and he lays aside his glory and his majesty And he comes as a human baby to save his creation. How amazing. I love this. I read it somewhere. It said, the cross is the one fixed point in the universe that reveals God's love for us. The cross is the one fixed point in the universe that reveals God's love for us. Yep. I just think it's amazing.
0: Yep. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, Vicky. Again, these have all been some of the very real,
1: very positional, very historical names of God. That um, Jesus, in what he shared and the way that he spoke to the crowds, was also a very immensely practical. And so now I'm going to go to a few that are immensely practical because we can see them. We
0: know them. We can think of them. And, and so the light of the world. What does light do? You don't really notice it. You don't really care about it until you haven't got it.
1: Until you're trying to get that last job done outside, and you, whether it's the lawn mowing at 8 o'clock at night. Because... That's the only time you can bear to be out there in the heat. And, and all of a sudden you've got those five more rows to go, but you can't see anything anymore. The, these, the light of the world is important. John 8, 20, verse 12. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Light dispels
0: fear. Light guides the way. Light brings life itself. Again,
1: we got to show a movie, well, not a movie, a video at Verity a few weeks ago called Indescribable, where Louis Giglio takes us through some of the science of the stars and the immense heat, the great distances. But these light-creating things have a have sort of purpose, not only for us to look up and see the artistry of God's hand at night as we stare at the canvas of beauty, but also for the simple life-giving nature that we rely on to give us clean air, converts the carbon dioxide back into oxygen through photosynthesis. The light of the world is both amazing, both, both grand, both beautiful. That's a whole lot more than two both, but anyway, forgive my grammar. Um, as well as life-giving.
0: And Jesus is that as well. He is the light of the world. He's described as the rock and as a rock.
1: In 1 Corinthians 10, verse 4, it says that they drank from the spiritual rock that followed them, and the rock was Christ. And that's describing this Old Testament time of the, the exodus from Egypt. But again, it's talking about how this rock is a wonderful thing. And now, again, In a a time of technology and tractors, we don't really grapple that much with rocks. But if you think back to the ones who would have walked into the temple and seen these great lumps of stone that had been manoeuvred by hand to put rock upon rock,
0: wall upon wall, you go, wow. Wow. I was dealing with a rock that was only about this big the other day, and it was feeling pretty immovable,
1: given that it was a foot, concrete footing in the ground that I was trying to dig out. And
0: it was little, but it was down and it was strong. And the crowbar, actually, in, in, in all being
1: told this particular time, it wasn't that difficult. But it did just stop and show me, hang on, there are rocks out there that are big, that are wonderful, And obviously I'm not talking about God as this pretty little footing that's about this big that only holds up a tin shed. Or a bird Avery I'm not even sure what the previous owner had put it in there for. but then I think of firefighting up Scenic Hill and some of the rocks up there that you know you might get to go and check out and you know whether it's... As a, on a bushwalker or whatever, and then I think of it being this little mole hill amongst the hills of Australia, and even Australia and Mount Kosciuszko being this little blimp on the radar of the hills of the world. And, and um, while I got to live in India, from the roof of my house on a very good day, you could see the peak of Kanchenjunga or K2, the second highest mountain in the world. Way off in the distance, and all you got to see was the snow-covered cap. And it took about—I was there five months before a Papua New Guinean man was on the roof showing it to me, and the sky was clear enough to be able to see. Because blue skies aren't a thing in all of the world; they are a thing in Australia, but not all the not the rest of the world necessarily.
0: But the rock.
1: And they're mountains, I know, and mountains are made up of dirt and rocks, I know. But it speaks to us about who this God
0: is, this strong foundation, the door. I haven't thunk things through well
1: enough before in the past, it only just occurred to me that a door is different to the way. Jesus is also described as the way, and I'll talk about that later. But what does a door do? I've always just – it's a doorway, so they are the same. But no, they're different. The door provides access. The door lets you into something new. It's a it's – a, you don't go through a door when you're going on a bushwalk. You don't go through, in an open space where you can see, where you know what's ahead, you don't go through doors. Doors bring you into something new and different to where you have been. And so that's important. And for me, the, the biggest picture of that I have is, is VOM. VOM 3, I think it was. That is Vomitry 3, because Vomitry is a thing, by the way. It was actually the... the Walkway out onto the. um, This is old, because I'm old. So, 21 years ago, I, as a teenager, got to walk through Vom Three out onto the stadium ground in the Paralympic Games opening ceremony in Sydney, in the stadium, and it was awesome. And we just shuffled around. We got there early, and we went around to our seats in the grandstand. But you see this, you're going, as you're going down the tunnel, which is the VOM, it's a door, even though there's no actual physical door, but you're entering into this new space that's surrounded by people, surrounded by the event of what was to be the Paralympic Games opening ceremony and the hundreds of athletes walking around giving us flags and things and whatever. And the Before you think I was very special, There, I think there were about a thousand of us in the choir and yes, I got to sing with Kylie Minogue, but she was way over there and I was just one of the choir. But This vom, this doorway, was an entering into something entirely different, something we'd been rehearsing and practising for for months and months. And you got to experience this. And our baptism, we know the symbolism of becoming a new person in Christ and, and the fact that you and I can become new. In God as well,
0: and Jesus is that door. Another great one, and now I'm going back. I've messed up the order on Cesar just because
1: I wanted to be mean like that. He's a good mate. Uh, The lion. The Lion of the tribe of Judah in Revelation chapter 5 says, Weep no more. Behold, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has conquered so that he can open the scroll and its seven seals. And I've got a little video that gives us a beautiful picture and maybe some homework for you over these January holidays and Christmas time is to watch the whole movie um,
0: of the Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe. Thanks, Cesar. Hey, uh, Eggman. Whoa, My name is Philip.
2: Oh, sorry. The witch has demanded a meeting with Aslan. She's on her way here. have a traitor in your midst, Aslan. His offence was not against you. Have you forgotten the laws upon which Narnia was built? Do not cite the deep magic to me, witch. I was there when it was written. Then you'll remember well that every traitor belongs to me. His blood is my property. Try and take him then. Do you really think that mere force will deny me my right, little king? Aslan knows that unless I have blood, as the law demands, all of Narnia will be overturned and perish in fire and water. That boy will die. On the stone table. As is tradition. You dare not refuse me. Enough. I shall talk with you alone.
3: She has renounced her claim on the son of Adam's blood.
0: The lion paid a price
1: to save the boy. In the same way that our lion has paid a price to save us. But I love the, and obviously the lion, the witch in the wardrobe, was written as an analogy of who God is and who the lion of the tribe of Judah has made himself to be. Not only is he the lion, he is also described as the lamb. In John 1, verse 29, it says, The next day John saw Jesus coming towards him and said, Look, the Lamb of God
0: who takes away the sin of the world. A lamb is not a sheep, although it is a sheep, but it's distinct to a sheep. A lamb is a baby.
1: A lamb is cute. You ask anybody who's dealt with older sheep, then they don't think they're cute. <laughs> they're normally considered to be um, dumb and or stubborn. Whether rightly or wrongly, they're not appreciated as much. But the lamb is one to be adored, one to be cute. And again, it's hilarious. Like I got to visit the uncle's farm many many years ago and see these burly big shearers and bottle feeding lambs because there was one that was sick and you go wow it's just Jesus comes gently he did not come as the leader of the army to destroy the the Roman enemy as the Jews wanted him to he came humbly he came serve, He came to show, to lead, and to
0: speak in a different way. And so the Lamb of God is a wonderful image. Jesus came to bring peace.
1: Ephesians 2 verse 14 says, He himself is our peace, who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier. The dividing wall of hostility. John 14 6 is another verse that very famously describes who our God is and again this one I remember because it was the plaque in the hallway as the hallway as I grew up and so if those of you who are parents think about putting the The word of God in front of your children and your families and those of you who aren't, put it in front of yourself because there is truth and depth and meaning in who our God is and the way that he describes. Where Jesus answered them, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And John 8 verse 32 follows on about this and says, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And that's interesting, because we so often think that we have to study to find the truth. And we should study the word, and, but it's not through a degree or a this or a that that we will find the truth. Jesus describes himself as that truth. And it is by coming to him personally, coming to him humbly, ready to learn that we can find the truth, whether we feel like we're smart enough or not, whether we feel like we're qualified enough or not, whether we feel like we're good enough or not. We're told told and called to come
0: to the person who is the truth, who is the way, who is the life. He is the path
1: in the way that the vom took me into this new thing, the path leads us through life, guides us through difficult things, guides us during that bushwalk once we've lost the landmarks that we thought we were following and we're not quite sure where we're going anymore, or uh, through the navigating in the city as some of us will be looking forward to doing over the coming weeks because we love driving in the city that they may or may not be familiar with. Jen saying, yeah, she does. Jesus says, I am the way. He will get us there. The sustenance, the, the, the energy to keep going when we feel like we're done, when we feel like we've got nothing left, when we feel like
0: the world is against us, he is the life. And finally, the last names of God in our little
1: discovery this morning. I'm stealing a passage
0: from the Old Testament. In Isaiah chapter 9, one that we've heard. Bits of, I'm sure, especially in reference to Jesus. Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom
1: for those who who were in distress. In the past he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, but in the future he will honour Galilee of the nations by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light, in this passage, but the fact that God takes away the oppression and the burden is big. Every warrior's blood, every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be the fuel for the fire, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government of, will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom.
0: Let us pray. Lord, I am King Lion, lamb, we cry out to you. We need you.
1: We ask you to speak to us of who you are. We ask you to help us discover afresh you this Christmas and New Year period. We ask you to call us forward, to show us, to to know that you are our way for 2022. That you are the guide and the
0: light that will get us there. Lord. You are the life that will sustain us through unpredictable times, through times when we
1: don't know what or where or how or when. Lord, thank you that you are the rock that we can rely on. Thank you
0: that you are both the beginning and our beginning. You are the end and our end that
1: there is a destiny and a hope in you. Thank you, Father,
0: that we, though unqualified, though not good enough, though everything is
1: against us, we have been given the privilege of calling you data.
0: Help us humble ourselves enough to do that today, to do that this week and month to
1: look to you as our data, our one that will provide us, lead us, guide us, teach us. Thank you for who you are according to your word. Thank you for what you've done
0: that brings us into your hope and your future. We need you. Amen and amen. And I pray that you're encouraged like I've been encouraged in looking into that, in looking into him. We would love it
1: to celebrate with all of you, our volunteers. Whether you're not, whether you are or are not a volunteer, we would love it if you could join us out the back for a, a simple barbecue, and um, stick around, have a cuppa, have a a time to be the body, to share with others, because you will be blessed and they will be blessed by that. Um, we'll also make the front available if you'd like prayer. Come, because. Our God is good and He is personally interested in
0: you. Bless your church. Amen.